You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. <laughs> I think we have to explain that to our listeners. You probably should. Go ahead and uh, do the honor, Shawnee, shall you? Uh, Connor and I have decided we are actually in person today. We are, yes. We have decided to try a new laptop for a recording, which yes. anybody who knows anything about audio, video stuff knows that there is a lot of trial and error, we'll say. Far too much trial <laughs> and, and error. Uh, one of them was uh, trying to find the audio levels and make sure that both of our microphones were working well. And at one point, I must have had my mic up really loud, and it sounded like I was on the International Space Station when I recorded yeah. myself and played it back. And Connor just goes, "What are you on the ISS?" Yeah, dude, it, it was. You know, and it's funny, Sean. We've been doing this for years now. Where we used to show up for high school games. Remember, we would do our broadcasting, and we would set up for high school games. We would show up three hours before kickoff. And it would sound ridiculous how the game was at 7 and we'd show up at 4. And it'd be like, why are we showing up that early? There's mm-hmm. no reason for it. And it would literally be because we would do two and a half hours of troubleshooting audio and doing all this <laughs> nonsense. And we were down there. I mean, Sean came um, to pull the curtains back. It's 8.21 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday night. Um, but you came at what? 6.45? Right now I'm going on my phone. I'm going to see what time I texted you saying you text I'm here. Me. I texted you at 6.47 p.m. Yeah. So so for the better part of the last, yeah, whatever that time is, um, we, we, we've been staring at audio, and, <laughs> and it's just been oh, the worst gosh. thing ever. Um, so just so you know, if any of you are interested in supporting the podcast by just giving money, it would not be a bad time to do that. <laughs> One, because of the fact that we have been staring at this, we are really not getting paid very much money to do this. And on top of it, I want to blow my brains out. The other part is that I just wrote a humongous – I was talking to Shawnee about this. I just wrote a humongous check to the government. And this is the time of year where we as United States citizens – and really, Sean, I mean this um, when I say this. The United States of America is the best country to ever exist in yep. humanity. It is. It always will be. Um, I am as proud to be an American as I am proud of anything. I, I, I love this country um, in every way. Tax day makes me want to just swan dive off a cliff. <laughs> I can't begin to tell you how much money from taxes that I've paid. I, I, I had to just write a check back to the government on money I have been taxed on all year. And then there's local taxes. And then there's property taxes in the Commonwealth. 
I asked you when I walked in here, Sean, I said, Sean, how does anyone have discretionary income? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I just, it's just <laughs> unbelievable how painful it is to every single year around this time. And this is where, I mean, what did you say to me? You said something about, I just, I want to be in high school again. Right? Uh, yeah, I said I want to be in high school again. Do you remember it's how just many, bills. It is. And do, do you remember how many times in high school and college, like, dude, I just want to get out of college. I just need to graduate. Oh, yeah. Well, I need to get out of high school. Dude, we, just, we just need to graduate, move out, get our own space, and just have our own life. And trust me, there's benefits to that. But um, I can't begin to tell you how many times I, I, you know, just putting in my debit card bank information for the government to just squeeze me dry. <laughs> for For me to just think about, you know... There was once a time I just never had to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or you got paid, not paid, but you got back tax. Not well, not back. You tax, got refund. You got a refund. I'll That's never what get the a word tax refund for. again. And yeah. it's so funny because people are like, "Oh, did you get a refund this year?" I'm like, "Duh, I'm an adult. I don't get refunds. Mm-hmm. I just write checks endlessly. It's car insurance. It's rent. It's car payments. It's phone bills. It's internet. It's utilities." And then you get the paycheck that you're supposed to get. When you start looking at it, you just go Social Security, uh, this level of tax bracket, this federal, this blah blah. And you just go down and you're like, wait a second, I, I wh- what? I don't know. And then all of a sudden you, then you go on the news. It's like, oh, the U.S. has given 800 billion to this foreign country. And you're like, great, awesome. <laughs> I'm sure this is all makes sense. I'm sure this is all money well spent. I'm sure everything makes sense. Oh, Shawnee. It's not like there's any traffic or any, you know, infrastructure. No, thank God. Everything <laughs> here is daisies. There's mm-hmm. no roads that need to be paved. I don't think there's a pothole in Virginia, funny there's enough, not, if you no. think about it. Especially, you know, further north you go, no potholes. Nothing, yeah, no rust. Nothing in Massachusetts, nothing no. in New York. No, no. everything. If you've ever been to Philadelphia, perfect. you've never seen rust before. There's mm-hmm. no rust. Pittsburgh, all the bridges stand. Mm-hmm. All the bridges. <laughs> so I'm so, I'm just so happy uh, about that. Um but you know, Sean, it you just you made my life better tonight because you rolled up with two McDonald's Coca Colas. I did, yes. Actually, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Please, mine is Diet Coke. I got you the regular oh, Coke. Awesome. So you want me to die? Well, the so only, I think you're, the, the, you, I, now I have an explanation for this. The you're only reason me I a did that message, aren't you? I am. Yeah, I'm saying. All right, one of us is gonna get diabetes. Yeah, you you want you want uh, me to have a you want me to have a coronary, don't you? Exactly. Honestly, I'm cool with it. <laughs> no, the reason I did that is because one time I came in here and your wife, I think she went to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, I got you a Coke. So I'm like, all right, he's a Coke drinker. He's not a Diet Coke drinker. So I'm going to You know, it's so funny. And I, I'm so glad you did. Because honestly, I don't regret it. And honestly, after this last month of expenditures, I kind of hope I have a coronary. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this much. Um, I don't drink. I drink like Coke Zero is my thing. I mm-hmm. love Coke Zero. Um, it's my favorite thing of all time. I always have Coke Zeros in the house. I'd say it's on now down to like single digits really throughout the year. Maybe I'd say maybe ten or eleven times I'll have like a Coke, like a normal Coke. Okay. Now Coke is my favorite thing ever, but it's just it's just so much sugar that if I were to just you know if I were to get into Coke the way that I love Coke Zero, I would be dead tomorrow. Um, Coke from McDonald's though is like it's heaven, man. Like, oh, it yeah. is the eighth wonder of the world. It's it's unbelievable, um, and I'm just so happy it exists. And I'm I'm so grateful you brought that in. Just made made my life. So thank awesome. you for that. You know um, what? Uh, you know what would make my life? Tell me. Now this is going to be the smooth transition into the NFL right here. Mm-hmm. If the Patriots got Debo Samuel, uh, it's not going to happen. It's you want to talk about this for a minute? Let's talk about Debo. Go ahead, give it to me. 
All right, where do you think he lands? Now I gotta. I I saw an Adam Schefter. Uh, what was it? it? It was him on his Instagram feed. I think it was he was on a show, mm-hmm. and uh, he was explaining the situation. Now this doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Adam Schefter goes, "All right, well the reason uh, Debo Samuel looks to be leaving uh, San or wanting to leave San Francisco is because he uh, he wants to be closer to home. He's born and bred." Born and raised in South Carolina, went to South Carolina. Yep. He wants to be closer to home. Now, the reason I – and I was thinking about this on the ride here. The reason I'm not 100% in on that theory, I think there's probably more to it, and I think you do as well. Mm. You're an NFL player. You can pay for – you know, you got a lot of off-season time. You can go to your family. Your family yeah. can come to you. Uh, I just – I think it's more than that. Where do you think he goes? You know, like everything, you know, we hear the Jets, right? You hear mm-hmm. the Jets as a team that comes out. Um, you think about the Falcons. Think about teams with draft capital that can probably, you know, the Giants are a team that come to mind. Hey, would, would they be a team to, to make a run for them? The one thing I'll say, and, and I said this again, the same thing about, uh, you know, Tyron Matthew. Um, and, and really, the same thing with, with guys like DK Metcalf and A.J. Brown. Um, Terry McLaurin hasn't really made much of a scene about anything. Time tends to, to kill all deals. And I do think that this, if it were to just sit where it's at, I think I think as the days go on, I think San Francisco are, are smart to ride it out a little bit and okay. say, let's let the media wave hit. Let's let um, the attention fire up because it's, it's a hot situation right now. And oh, yeah. you don't want to be the first team to blink is the one that misses, right? If, if uh, Debo Samuel were to come out and have some egregious statement of – you know, I'm not playing for this team anymore, blah, blah, blah. It, it's a bad look for him because you don't want to be a disgruntled guy. You know, you're on your rookie contract. Like, you know, you know, it, these guys, a lot of these guys have this tendency of, I'm real talented. I just came off a hot year. I'm Debo Samuel. I'm on a rookie contract, and I want Devontae Adams' money. And it's just like, you're not getting it, dude. You're not getting it. Mm-hmm. So these teams are, are have learned, and it, it just has panned out in history where you just wait for things to cool down. Okay. And if after the draft passes – after the attention is off Debo Samuel for a little while and people are – the story is on other things, um, I think that they'll try to come back to the table and try to make some sort of deal. Um, if not, the Jets, I think, are obviously the team that's been linked from day one, so I'd have to say that's my answer. But it's hard to know. Hard to know for sure. That's an interesting one, though, Shawnee. Uh, Patriots, you you want the Patriots. I, I don't, he's not going to go to New England. I don't think so. Uh, the other thing that I saw is he wants to transition more from that running back wide receiver role to mm. just wide receiver. Yeah. If you remember the, the 49ers use him. He's kind of just can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. He really can. I mean, yeah. he can do anything. You can send him on a jet sweep. You can't hand the ball off to him, go on routes, whatever yep. it may be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just, I found it interesting what Adam Schefter said. I just didn't completely buy that. That's the only reason why. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might be it might be a big part of it if that's the case. And obviously, Atlanta's the closest to South yeah. Carolina NFL team. Um, Jets, I've seen up there. I'm just looking at a list on uh, CBS Sports right now. They have the Chiefs there. Okay. Uh, Detroit Lions, Saints, Saints, maybe. Saints uh, good. Packers. Saints I, are in a cap situation though. Are they okay? What yeah. about the Packers? Uh, Packers are in another cap situation. Okay. I don't think they have. I mean, they do have a couple. I believe they have a couple. They have a handful of picks. I think they have 11 picks in this draft. They have two first-round picks this year, I believe. Okay. Um, so they do have the capital. They could do something like that. Yeah. Um, they have a little bit of a cap situation, too. It's hard to know, um, really, with the Debo thing. But every year we kind of go through something like this with the, with the receiver that wants a new deal and is going to mm-hmm. hold out and I don't want to be here anymore. Um, I don't think it would get as explosive like an Odell Beckham situation would be. But um, – 
I don't know. It's interesting. I, I mean, my money, my my betting money would would be the Jets just based on the value of the capital they have in terms of draft. Okay. Um, but um, I don't think a deal is going to happen for the draft. I mean, it would have to happen tomorrow. Um, and I think if that's the case, I think the 49ers are going to wait it out and just kind of see, hey, let's see how far we can take this before, you know, if we get to June and July and this guy is still not showing up for training camp, then, okay, we need to talk about trading him. Um, but I think they'd be, they'd be smart off waiting this out. You know? Do you think it's a money issue? Could be a money. I mean, look, money does tend to fix everything. That's right? what you said about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, money, money does really fix everything. But like I said, if there's a couple things to, to tack this, this issue is, first of all, what is Debo Samuel? He's a running back and a receiver. He's like that, that slack guy. Those dudes tend to not have a very long shelf life. Okay, mm-hmm. And if you're Debo Samuel, of, of course. like I don't want to be a running back anymore. I don't, I don't want to be running between the tackle and having linebackers murder me because it's just slicing my career longevity in half. Like I'll be a slack guy. I can line up on the outside. I can do jet sweeps. Cool. Um, you're going to put me in the backfield and treat me like a running back. Like Cordero Patterson, Like look at him. I mean, he's a guy that, that has kind of found, found a new little role, but – um, Cordell Patterson has only in the last few years has found the role that he has, right? Mm-hmm. He, he didn't have that coming. He was a kick returner for the love of God. Yeah. Um, for new England, uh, for new England, for yeah. the Vikings. Now, now he, he did play receiver towards the end of his time with new England. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, ne- I, I mean, he was, he was on the field. I don't know what percentage of he was snaps. just never on the field the way that he is now. Like yeah. The way that he exactly. Is now, yeah. Right? And, and like he's Atlanta's guy, you know, exactly. Now he's Atlanta's guy. Um, but if you're Debo, yeah, I mean, having that role is not something that's going to last very long. And, yeah, I mean, for him, it makes sense that he wouldn't want to want to have that kind of role. So that makes sense. But, um, I, look, if he wants Devontae Adams money, no, you don't give him Devontae Adams money. Debo Samuel's a fantastic player. And, like I said, I think he was one of my favorite players in the league last year. Um, no, I mean, if this guy wants $25 million a year, the answer is no. If he wants $24 million a year, the answer is no, right? I, I, he's just, he's not worth that. And he had a, he had a great year last year, but he's had injury concerns, and that's, that's a problem. And mm-hmm. especially when you have that flex role, that's really going to hurt your value. So, I do think for for both parties, specifically for the 49ers, wait this out, wait out the storm. Same with the Titans and AJ Brown. Wait out the storm. Wait out okay. the 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 loud, fiery attention is on you because, like everything in the NFL, something else comes along, takes the attention off, and you're able to settle something behind closed doors. And I think that that's probably what's going to end up happening here. If I was a betting man, I actually am going to go the Tyron Matthew route and say, um, I think, I think they both stay in their respective okay. spots. All right. Well, obviously, that big thing coming up is going to be the draft. We've got that starting this week. Oh, and yes. Connor, you and I are going to do a little first-round mock draft. That's exactly it. We, if you guys are listening and you're in a position to follow along, we're on thedraftnetwork.com. Yep. You can create your own draft. Uh, select yourself as either drafting as your favorite team, or you can pick a couple teams, or you can pick all the teams. Yeah. Uh, and you'll get a little icon in the left-hand side that says which team is drafting and what they need. So, for example, we're both looking at the pick number one. We see it's the Jaguars. They need an edge rusher, a safety, offensive tackle, inside linebacker, inside defensive line, um, cornerback, wide receiver, tight end, all this stuff. And then, right-hand side, really cool, you've got all the players that are available. Huge long list of them. Uh, let's see. I'm I'm in the hundred I'm at 399 yep. players, all ranked in order. So you can go down and you go, oh well, who who is the highest power ranking corner or quarterback? And you would see it's Malik Willis out of Liberty. You could say, oh, I want to know who is the best wide receiver. It is Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Yeah. 
So really cool. You can do, se- you can do up to seven. You can do the whole uh, draft yeah. mock it. Yep. You can do the whole thing manually. You can do it automatically. It's super, super fun. So we're going to yeah. go ahead and do this. And I also believe you can trade picks as well, which is really cool yeah. as well. Um, but we're going to go through this. We're going to do the first round for you right yep. now. We'll give a little explanation on why we're doing what we're doing in particular with our teams. So commanders yeah, for you, Patriots for me, uh, maybe some teams in our divisions. Um, and then, you know, first couple picks, we'll explain why we're picking the way we are. So Connor, I am all set up and ready to draft the first pick. If you are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one do, thing I, I forgot to music? do. You need to keep the music. <laughs> yeah, one thing I forgot to do <laughs> was introduce the damn show. Oh my goodness. The after further review podcast returns, ladies and gentlemen, Connor Forrest alongside my executive producer in person in the Commonwealth, the expensive Commonwealth of Virginia, Ashburn, Virginia is where we are located. Shawnee Olette is with us. Shawnee, how the hell are you, buddy? Oh man, I am. Uh, I'm doing well. I got a little brother babysitting duty coming up here. My mm. parents are both heading out of town. My mom's going down to Florida for an award ah, yes. for her book, and Ooh, my dad wow. is going to a funeral. So we have wow. So celebration. <laughs> so yeah, and celebration. Depression. And yeah, wow, exactly. Yeah. No, a, a good a good friend of his uh, parent passed or father passed away. Gotcha. So, um, so they are heading out of town. I've got a brother duty, so I said, you know what? Halfway between my apartment and my parents' house is Connor's house. So here we are. Bang! Here we are, man. And uh, no better time to get rolling then right now but before we get going i am going to reintroduce myself which i forget to do every single time after further review is back for you spoiled listeners two episodes in a week shawnee we did our mailbag episode on tuesday mm-hmm. and today as you're hearing this as the crow flies it is thursday it is draft day so we are going to get our first round mock draft out and to you all uh, Shawnee Olette joins me in the great old studio in Ashburn, Virginia, the most expensive commonwealth in the <laughs> nation. Shawnee Boy, how the hell are you, buddy? I'm doing well, man. Ready for the draft. It's going to be so fun, man. I'm always so amped up about the draft. And Thursday night is wing night, too, so you know I'm going to be indulging in some Buffalo mm. Wild Wings. Um, but we are going to do our uh, 1 through 32 first-round mock draft. We are doing this via the Draft Network. I'm going to get the Ringers draft, uh, NFL draft guide. Uh, Danny Kelly does such a good job every single year doing it. So... Um, I pulled this up as well. Um, so follow along if you guys want to go into the draft network. If not, um, hopefully this will be a nice little teaser, a nice little um, nice little Andy's Mint before uh, the big feast tomorrow, mm-hmm. the NFL draft. So uh, me and Sean are just going to go back and forth. We'll go 1 through 32. Sound good, Shawnee? Sounds good to me. All right, my friend. So I am going to go first here at number one overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we talk about, is it Aiden Hutchinson? Is it Trayvon Walker? Just Kayvon Thibodeau go all the way up to one. Um, I'm going to take Trayvon Walker there. I think Trayvon Walker goes first overall. There's a lot of momentum towards um, Trayvon Walker at one in, in recent days. Uh, he's a guy who didn't produce a ton last year. 6'5", 2, you know, 72. Um, he's 21. A junior isn't going back for a senior year. I mean, this guy is humongous. Yeah, uh, He's an elite athleticism. And he's got a whole bunch of tools in his bag as a pass rusher. You know, he's got really quick arms, um, really quick hands, great hand uh, usage, and really instinctual playmaker. Um, I love this guy uh, at number one. Um, I don't think you can really miss at the top of the board here with either of these two, but I'll go Trayvon Walker there, Shawnee. All right, I'm going to pick the opposite of you, the other guy who a lot of people think will be number one. That's Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan, another edge rusher, which Jacksonville desperately needs. So I will go ahead and draft Hutchinson here. Um, I saw a video of him on TikTok 
Yep. He was doing an interview. Really sounded like he loved the state of Florida, uh, especially the whole training camp thing. He, he said he'd much rather be in the warmth of Florida uh, when the season gets a little bit older and we start getting into the you know November, December months. Uh, he'd yep. rather be up there in uh, or down there in Florida rather than up there in Michigan. So I will go with Aiden Hutchinson going number one overall out of Michigan to the state of Florida, the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, Connor, second pick. Detroit Lions, who do you have? I, I'm going to have them taking Aiden Hutchinson. Now, this guy obviously up there in Detroit. I mean, this guy uh, went to Michigan. He's tall. A lot of people, it's so funny. I, I didn't really realize until recently, Aiden Hutchinson is 6'7". He's 260. He's a really tall um, tall guy. But, I mean, this guy's a top-tier producer um, up there in the Big Ten in Michigan. He gets some really good talent. 14 sacks in his uh, last season there. 16 and a half tackles for loss. 62 tackles on the year. Um, guy's an athletic freak, you know, ran a four seven four forty. Um, yeah, I, I think he, he plays a little bit like Max Crosby, uh, from the Raiders. I, I really love what Aiden Hutchinson brings. Um, and I think Detroit have been needing an edge rusher for, for quite some time now. Um, so I think that that's a, that's a, it's a great pickup for them at two. And I, I think that's where they're going to go. All right. I'm going to switch picks with you here. I'm going to say Trayvon Walker goes to Detroit. So we're just going to play a little switcheroo right there with one, two picks. I like it. Which means the third pick will be the Houston Texans. They need a cornerback, but they also need an edge rusher. So do you have Kayvon Thibodeau going to Houston? I actually have a mod Garner going to Houston as a cornerback. Now their defense, I mean, Houston need, they need everything. Um, they, they, they need every position. Um, but I, I think this guy from Cincinnati is is just a fantastic uh, a d- defender there. And to be honest with you, I, I think they could go – and this is what makes this draft hard. It's really hard to know for sure exactly, you know, where they're – where e- either of these teams are going because there's just so much – like by the time you get from like three on, there's just so much talent kind of everywhere. Um, but I, I, I love this shutdown corner Mon Gardner is. Um, I don't think he's, he's a miss. I, I think this guy is just a fantastic corner from Cincinnati, and I, I think he'll help uh, Houston day one. I'm going to agree with you there, and don't forget, Connor, Cincinnati, you know, growing up for us, they weren't really a huge college program. They're a really good team now. Yeah. Cincinnati's a really good team with a lot of great players. Yeah. I'll say Ahmad Gardner as well, coming out of Cincinnati, going to the Texans. And he's 6'3", by the way. He's a, he's a lengthy guy. Um, he has some, what's his weight? Uh, 190. So six oh, wow. three, one ninety. So he's he's a skinny guy. He could yeah. definitely definitely put on put on some weight for sure. Um, but he he's a guy. He's, again, really slim, but really a- aggressive and quick feet. Um, a, a really good press corner. Um, I mean, he he was a three star recruit coming out of uh, out of Detroit. So, um, I think he's a day one starter. I I, I think he he's a guy who has great ball skills and he he can zone and. And press man coverage, he, he excels in. So. All right, pick four is going to be the New York Jets. They, they too, need a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, they, they too, need need just about everybody. The thing the Jets are, I think they're going to go with an offensive lineman here. I mean, how it's weird how just in, in the, the recent days, and, and we'll, we'll get into it another time, the talk of Mekhi Becton, uh, them moving on from him, which is, which is kind of weird um, how quickly that has seemed to sour. Um, I'm not really sure why. Um, but I'm going to go Evan Neal here, offensive tackle here um, from Alabama, who has some pretty interesting comparisons. A lot of people compare him uh, to Mekhi Becton, which is hilarious. But 6'8", 337, wow. um, just a big, big guy, a bulldozer power, but a guy with some pretty – and this is the big thing that when you're, when you're coming out of um, college at that size – 
amazing thing to see with some of these college athletes coming out is their size and their power, but their like versatility um, and their ability to just athleticism. Like mm-hmm. they're unbelievable athleticism. Um, he's he can be a guard, he can be a tackle. He, he's he's um, had experience playing both, um, but I think that he's uh, an instant day one starter. And they they need to protect Zach Wilson at all costs up there in New York. So I, I have them taking Evan Neal at four. I'm going to go Kayvon Thibodeau here. The only reason I'm saying that is because he was not picked to pick one, two, or three in my draft. Mm -hmm. I think he's the best player on the board, and I don't think the Jets will pass him up. So I'm going to go Kayvon Thibodeau coming out of Oregon as the edge rusher. All right, next up, we're going to stay in New York, go over to the Giants. Who do you have for them? So I got Kayvon Thibodeau going here to the Giants. Um I think the Giants just their their defense has has taken steps back. They lose Jabril Peppers. I'm not quite sure how great of a fit he was in that defense anyway. Um, but I think this is a guy that if he falls back into their lap, like people talked about him being a first overall pick. Um, he's super bendy, really explosive, six four, two fifty four, really effective with his hands. Um, he's just a really good pass rusher and a crazy athlete. Seven sacks. Uh, last year, uh, 12 tackles for loss, uh, 50 tackles on the year. He ran a 4-5-40, so super quick as well. Um, he's a guy that I think would, would be a, a great fit for them, and I just think the Giants need to bolster up that defense. They, they And, you know, again, they've got a couple picks here in the top. I believe in the top 10. They have the seventh pick as well, so um, that's that's a great first part um, to making that happen. Uh, I'm going to say Evan Neal, the offensive tackle yeah. from Alabama. He'll be the first Alabama player selected in this draft, fifth overall to the Giants. Uh, I think that the Giants, with uh, Thibodeau going to the Jets, I think he's the next best player. He's exactly what they need. I'll go Evan Neal heading up to New York. Next up, we're going to go down to Charlotte, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, <laughs> they they need everything. Uh, the quarterback yeah. situation down there is definitely a question. This could be our first quarterback team. Do you have it going that way, Connor? I have Malik Willis going here, actually, funny enough. And I know a lot of people um, have – you know, in their mocks have Malik Willis going here. So it's not really a hot take at all. Um, there's a lot of question marks with Malik Willis without a doubt. And there's question marks with just about every one of these, um, every one of these quarterbacks uh, in this draft class. But I do think Malik Willis is, is probably the top tier of this draft class. I think he separated himself a little bit from Kenny Pickett in this conversation. Incredibly strong arm. He's got the highest upside in my opinion. Um, I think he kind of shows a little bit. I, I think Danny Kelly from the big board says, um, on the ringer, he, he has shades of Jalen Hurts with turbo boosters. Basically, I think he's better than than Jalen Hurts. I think I think he's got a stronger arm. I think he's he's more accurate. Um, he's a, a fantastic athlete. I, I, he has an absolute cannon arm. Mm-hmm. Um, the accuracy is a little bit of a question mark, and the decision making we saw at college, a, you know, a little bit of a riskier risk taker. So how does that translate to the NFL? That's a big question. I'm gonna have them taking a quarterback here. Because I think Matt Rule needs to tie himself to something. And the reality is we saw this a little bit. Remember we talked about this in Chicago with Matt Nagy, where when these coaches are kind of on the outs, they need to tie themselves to something. Give the fan base a little bit of confidence. Give the front office a bit of confidence in their, um, you know, in, in them moving forward. Uh, but Matt Rule's in a little bit of trouble. I think his seat is, is going to be really hot going into this year. And I think Malik Willis probably helps um, – Helps to kind of take the attention off of him, and um, could be somebody to build around. Hard to know, but I, I think I think it could be could be somebody to build around. I'm going to say they don't get a quarterback. Mm. I'm going to say Ekum Egwanu. Is that how I'm saying yep. that? Am I saying that correctly? Yep. Out of NC State, an offensive tackle, which they desperately need. They do. I'm going to say he goes down to Carolina and not a quarterback. Could be a decision they regret. 
Uh, we will see what the quarterback situation in Carolina is. It's not the worst in the NFL, but it's not great at all either. No, it's not. Um, it's not. Uh, but you're right. I mean, they honestly, I could talk myself out of Malik Willis um, mm-hmm. to Carolina. I could. But I, I do think that if there is a team to make that swing, it, it would be the Panthers. And I think there's a lot of desperation on that coaching staff to try to make something work. Gotcha. Okay, so we're going to actually go back up to New York. The Giants have the seventh pick as well. Uh, we, I already gave them an offensive tackle. You gave them an edge rusher, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, they need safety, linebackers, wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs, cornerbacks, yep. linebackers, more offensive linemen. Who do you have? Yeah, I'm actually going to go ahead and give them Charles Cross, offensive tackle from Mississippi State. Um, I, Funny enough, Ikem uh, Ikwonu, I, I like that. Um, I, I think for some reason the Giants are are. They grade offensive linemen differently. Will Hernandez has not panned out for them at all. Um, Andrew Thomas, they took it four overall, and he so far has not panned out. They need to to, to shore up that offensive line. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Um, that offensive line is not very good at all. And it's not for lack of trying. I think it's for lack of evaluating proper talent. Um, but I think Charles Cross steps in there, and I, I think he's, he's a big help. Big, big offensive tackle from Mississippi State. I think they – answer both sides of the line um, at five and seven for the Giants. So for the Giants here, I was debating between giving him Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State as an edge rusher mm-hmm. or giving him Derek Stingley Jr., the cornerback out of LSU. I'm, I'm going to go with Stingley Jr. Mm-hmm. The cornerback, he's the better player, according to this uh, power ranking. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, that- <laughs> That's really all I have to say about that. I will, I will go with Stingley Jr., cornerback LSU to the Giants. Giants, really good position in this draft. You have the 5-7 yeah. and seven pick, assuming nothing gets traded on draft night. Yep. Next up, head down to Atlanta, the Falcons. Uh, what the heck is the quarterback situation down there? They need wide receivers, edge rushers, tight ends, running backs, more r- wide receivers. Uh, they, they need a lot as well. They are, uh, they've had a questionable off season to put it lightly. Yeah. It's been a disaster. I think to mm-hmm. be honest with you for the Falcons, I-, I think they go Garrett Wilson here, receiver, uh, from Ohio state. Um, obviously Calvin Ridley, his future was, was up in the air anyway. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that is now suspended for the year. So, you know, he was out for a majority of last year on, on mental health leave or whatever the situation was going on there. And now being gone for the year, uh, suspended for gambling, uh, they officially, and Russell Gage leaves in the off season as well. Uh, I believe Russell Gage went down to Tampa Bay. So they're in need of receiver help big time. And I think Garrett Wilson steps in. Um, he's a sudden big play receiver, quick feet, great route runner. Um, he's a home run potential guy. Um, it's kind of, I, I think he's smaller, um, I, I think in size than Odell Beckham, but I, I think in, in ways he, he kind of shows a little bit of the same thing that Odell Beckham, uh, gives you six foot, 183 pounds. So, so he's a little bit smaller, but 12 touchdowns over a thousand yards receiving last year, 15 yards per reception. So he is a big play guy and he's a short area quickness dude. He can play in the slot. He can play in a bunch of different locations. Um, you might be hearing in the background uh, the old baby up there crying, and that's what I've basically been listening to for two months. So it's essentially background noise. Um, but, uh, Shawnee, who do you have there going um, for Atlanta? Exact same pick. Garrett same pick? Wilson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good move. All right, next up, Seattle. Uh-oh, what's happening up in Seattle? They are definitely in rebuilding mode. Who do you have the Seahawks oh, man. getting? I, it's hard to know. I mean, Seattle, I think I think Seattle could go corner here. Uh, and I, I'm going to give him Derek Stingley Jr., um, cornerback from LSU. Um, I think the best 
days for Seattle were when they were bouncing. They're obviously in a rebuild mode. You know, you're not going to go reach for a quarterback here. You're not going to go and, and, and try to sell the house for, you know, an offensive star. Um, I think they realize where they are. They're, they're probably they're not going to be very good this year. So for them, I think it's, it's building the foundation back up. Um, and I, I think that this guy out of LSU is going to be a good one. Six foot, 190 pounds, Derek Stingley Jr. is. Um, great frame. Um, he is a guy who, again, succeeds in, in press coverage, um, succeeds in, uh, in in zone coverage as well. Um, he's a he's a long he's a lengthy guy, long arms, um, great athleticism. I th- I think he's a, he's a great fit there for for Seattle. All right, I'm going to go Charles Cross, the offensive tackle. We talked about the Seattle Seahawks offensive line major disaster last year i'm gonna go with the mississippi state product going up to seattle i, like that. I think they desperately need a good uh, offensive line i think they're gonna stick with drew Locke for this season we'll see how that pans out i, I don't think it will uh but we will uh, we'll give them an offensive tackle yep all right uh well new york teams they are in a good position <laughs> so yep. the giants get two picks early on so do the jets they have the fourth and tenth pick I've given them an edge rusher already. You gave them an, offensive, an tackle. offensive tackle. They need a lot of other stuff. Who do you have? I'm going to give them here. You know what? Um, I think they could go one of two ways. I'm going to give them Jermaine Johnson. Um, Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State, uh, 6'5", 254. Um, he is a bulldozer. He's a strong guy, 11 and a half sacks last season. Um 70 tackles so he, he's built as a very powerful edge rusher um and i think he's a guy that can really help you in the run game too um just I, I one of the things that uh that danny says here is that he just has a relentless motor i mean if you watch this guy on tape he's just constantly moving at such a high um high speed and he just doesn't slow down um he plays from the three point and the two point stance um so he's a guy who can you know rush the quarterback and obviously stop the run as well so i think that again a little bit like um, a little bit like we said before with the Giants um, going edge rusher and offensive tackle. I think the Jets do the same thing and go kind of edge rusher, offensive tackle in some sort of order there, and I think that'd be a smart move for them. All right, this one I was kind of stuck on, Connor. I'm gonna go Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Nice. I was originally looking at who was it? Now I can't remember, but he he was uh, too far down the draft board. I thought there were better players ahead of them, mm-hmm. and I don't think the Jets are just going to go down the draft board just to fill a position. Yeah. I think there are better players towards the top of the board that are still available. I think sure. they'll go for that instead. All right, Connor. Here we hail go. Hail to the commanders. Hail to the commanders, my friend. Um, I'm going to give them Drake London. And and here's the thing. I, th- I think Washington, if Drake London's on the board, you, you run the card up there and grab him. Um, some people have said Jamison Williams. Some people have said Chris Olave. And, and some combination of one of those guys, although I'm a little more hesitant with a guy coming off a big injury like Jamison Williams, I think Drake London is what they hoped that Josh Doxson would be. Um, this guy is top-tier size. He's a big guy, 6'4", 219, so he's built really well. Um, lengthy really great hands um he is a pro ready frame day one this guy's going to be an impact player great technique too so obviously he's tall but he's he can high point the ball um contested catches um he's a guy with over a thousand yards again seven touchdowns last season averaged 12.3 yards per reception 18 of his receptions were uh of 20 yards or more so another big play guy 
he didn't run the 40 or do really much. I don't think he did um, anything in the combine because he was he was nursing some sort of injury. Um, but I, I, I love Drake London. I mean, people have been comparing him to kind of a, a slim Mike Evans. Um, wow. And honestly, I if he could give any – I mean, Mike Evans is a future Hall of Famer. So mm-hmm. you give us any of that, let's do it. <laughs> so that's <laughs> a good compliment. Pair it with Terry McLaurin. Look, I think, again, I've said this the day – that Carson Wentz was brought into Washington. I don't think, and and it, I, I don't think Ron Rivera sees Carson Wentz as a one-year bridge option. I think Ron Rivera is going into a really important third year, and I think he's going to have to give Carson Wentz just about every single thing he needs to succeed. Um, and what better way to answer that than than pairing Terry McLaurin up with Drake London, um, Deami Brown coming off his rookie year? Maybe he's a little bit more impactful. Um, you know, Cam Sims is is, is a great playmaker too, but. If you can give another receiver there, they didn't make really an effort in the offseason to go get any free agent receiver. Um, so go do it. And I think Drake London's the perfect fit there. I'm going to second that. I'm going to go Drake London as well. Nice. Uh, anybody who is the next Mike Evans, I will definitely scoop up off the, yep. <laughs> the off the draft board. Let's go with Drake London. So that's the same for both of us out of USC. All right, next up, your Minnesota Vikings with the 12th overall pick. Who do you have here? I'm going to have them taking Kyle Hamilton, uh, safety at a Notre Dame. Um, obviously, you'd pair him up uh, with somebody like Harrison Smith, who, again, he, I think he's he's aging a little bit. He's, he's on the tail end of his career. Um, but I, I think they're actually – kind of similar in the way that they play now Kyle Hamilton's huge he's 6'4 220 he's a big big safety um he's a coverage guy who can he can cover a whole bunch of ground but he's tall athletic um plays with great range um that's kind of those tall strong big safeties play with great range um you know two-year starter for the fighting Irish uh 138 tackles uh, eight interceptions 16 passes defended in 31 career games um, I think he brings a really interesting size and length for the position and a really explosive athlete. I think he fits in well as uh, Harrison Smith kind of tails off in his career. And I think the Vikings uh, are, are probably um, in need of some, some safety help there. Right, I'm going to stay on the defensive side of things. I'm going to give them an edge rusher, Jermaine Johnson, out of Florida State. This, the same issue I ran in with a, a team back, I uh, can't remember exactly, I think it was the Giants I ran in, or the Falcons. Mm. Uh is that there are positions that they need more than an edge rusher. However, I don't think they want to go as far down in the draft pick or in the, or in the draft order in the power rankings. So I'm going to go with Jermaine Johnson, edge rusher and really Connor. That's, I mean, the next, uh, the next edge rusher is 24 in the power rankings. Yeah. There's a lot of players in front of him. So I think they're going to scoop him up while they can. So, yeah. Yeah, We'll send Johnson out to uh, Minnesota. So next up, we're going to have the Texans with their second pick in this first round. I gave them a cornerback. Let's see. Who did I give them? I gave them a Mard Gardner. I think you did as well, too. I believe I gave them a Mod Gardner. Yep, I gave them a Mod Gardner at three. Um, I'm going to give them a guy that I, I can't really foresee him falling this far. I, I just I – don't, I don't think it happens. Um but I'm going to give him uh, Ikem uh, Ikwanu. Um, I, I I just don't see him falling this far. He's a he's a, just a mauler. Again, a, a pro body already. Six four, three ten, big guy. Um, he's a guy who you know as a three year starter, um, you know in North Carolina State, um, really good size, great athleticism, um, flexibility. I think he's a day one starter. Um, I think he could play guard and tackle both with that frame. Um, 
I don't think he's going to fall this much. I know people have some concerns about his pass blocking technique, but I, I just can't see him falling that far. I'll go ahead and give uh, give the Texans Ekem uh, Kwanu though. Um, if he's there, um, I think that that is a fantastic pick, um, and that kind of shores up both sides of the ball. All right, so I'm going to give them a safety. Falls down a little bit in the board. Daxton Hill out of Michigan. Okay. Yeah, I. this is where it starts getting a little bit tougher because you really see positions that they need, but then there aren't yeah. as good of players up there, like I've said before. So I will give them the safety. They're going to fall a little bit here, but they need that safety to help uh, that, that defense down there in Houston. Daxton Hill, 13th overall, which means 14th overall, we have the Baltimore Ravens. Who do you have, Connor? I haven't taken Jordan Davis, um, interior defensive lineman. This guy is a Mack truck, 6'6", 341. He's a big boy. He's, I, I think they're best, and I think that, I think he's the best interior defensive lineman in this draft, without a doubt. Uh, he's got Akeem Hicks vibes to him, just a big dude. Um, you know, people have com- you know uh, compared him to Refrigerator Perry, just just a huge guy, but a guy just so strong, um, incredible length. Um, he he's a guy that is. It's almost funny to watch some of his college film and just realize how much smaller he makes people look, <laughs> um, and his ability to turn his power um, into speed. You got two sacks as an interior lineman, um, 32 tackles, uh, five and a half tackles for a loss. Um, the funny thing is, though, at 6'6", 341, he ran a 4'7", wow. which is ridiculous. Like, I don't know if I could really run a 4'7 right now. Like, I mean, this guy <laughs> is, is, is so athletic, and this is what I'm telling you. People so often look at these big offensive linemen and defensive linemen and think, oh, they're just big kind of boulders who kind of just take up space these guys are the most athletic guys on the field they're just they the way that they use their frames the quick hands the quick feet um he's a mountain of a man and uh, i think he's a, he's a, a somebody that the the ravens could use um in a big way i know i think calais campbell is coming back for another year um but he he would be a fantastic day one starter for them i'll go same thing jordan davis to the ravens from georgia all right, next up, we will go up to Philadelphia for the Eagles. Who do you have the Eagles taking? I haven't taken Jamison Williams. Um, I haven't taken another receiver. I don't quite know if this is the smartest decision they could be making, um, but this guy is kind of a Jerry Judy-style frame, 6'2", 179, um, as a junior coming out of Alabama, 15 touchdowns, over 1,500 yards. I mean, he was their best receiver. Now, the thing is with this guy is his ACL injury um, is really the the difference between him being available here at 15 and and him being the first receiver taken off the board um, because he just has insane, insane speed. Um, he's just a home run hitter vertically down the field. Um, he's a guy who just can play in the slot, um, breakaway speed, like 0 to 100, just so quick. Um, it's do questions about that ACL injury. That really is – where do teams feel comfortable on that? Um, great route runner, great hands, yards after the catch. I mean, he's got kind of everything. But, I mean, pairing him up, um, Jameson Williams with, uh, with with somebody like Devontae Smith up there, two Alabama receivers back-to-back, you know, Heisman Trophy winner, and then Jameson Williams, um, I think that would be a, a really crazy pairing up in Philly. Um, if Jameson Williams falls to them, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly takes him there. That's exactly who I have as well, Jameson Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama to Philadelphia. Next up, New Orleans Saints with the 16th pick in the first round. I have him going Trent McDuffie here. Um, I'm not as high on Trent McDuffie as a, as as a you know a lot of people are. 
193, pretty darn good. Um, honestly, I, I he's he's a pretty darn good frame. Um, I think Danny from from the Ringer has him as shades of Casey Hayward a little bit. Um, I think the only reason why I'm not as high on him is. I don't think he's his arm length is under thirty. So he he lacks a little bit of length, and and I don't think he was challenged much in like physical coverage, um, but you know he's great ball skills, super athletic. Um, he's a guy who has really quick feet. He has all the intangibles to succeed for sure. Um, it's just a matter of what you know what team wants to take him and and how he fits in the schemes. I think as you kind of get a little bit later on in the draft. Um, you start getting into the second, third best on people's boards, on you know per position, it starts to become a little bit of a scheme thing. I think Trent McDuffie there uh, for the for the Saints would be a good pick. All right, for the Saints, I'm going to go Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. He's six seven, three hundred twenty two pounds. I'll pick him to the Saints. Uh, that's uh, top of their need board. We'll say their their wish list is a good offensive tackle. So uh, Trevor Penning falls right where they would want him to in terms of the draft board and best players available. We'll send Penning to the Saints. All right, next up, Los Angeles Chargers. Who do you have? Yeah, I'll go Trevor Penning here going to the to the Chargers. Um you can't you you can't protect uh you I mean you, you can't protect that quarterback number ten, Justin Herbert enough. Um you just can't do it. I mean that that guy is 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 the most important person on that roster. And I think for them yeah, this again. This guy's another just mauler. Um, he's just he's just built in all the right ways for them. So I think he's a day one starter. Um, I think if he's on the board, I, I feel like that's. I think that's probably their the Chargers, and I could be wrong, but I think that's probably their number one uh, go to in this draft is to try to find themselves an offensive line because they've done a lot in the off season to uh, to bolster up that defense. But I think that'd be a good move there for the Chargers. All right, I'm going to go Devontae Wyatt, the 6'3", 315-pound defensive lineman. Right, Devo- yes, Devontae yep, Wyatt. Yep, I'm Devontae sorry. Wyatt. I'm, I'm, yeah, looking at, right. I'm looking at two different things here. Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia. Uh, I'm going to have him going to the Chargers. Uh, I, I like your thinking on getting an offensive lineman. Uh, although I think that that defense, if they can uh, if they can sure up, then I think they don't miss the uh, the playoffs this year as they mm-hmm. have the past what, two three seasons. Yeah, they've been so close. Uh, Chargers really really going in the right directions the right direction as a franchise. Yeah. All right, back to Philadelphia we go. They have the fifteenth and eighteenth pick. Uh, I gave them a wide receiver. I believe you did too. Yeah, as Jameis Williams, Jamison Will. Uh, Jamison Williams. Sorry yep. about that. Uh, wow. Oh, man. A lot of names to read. All right. Uh, so we gave him an offensive player. They need a cornerback. They need an edge rusher. They need a safety. Who are you giving them? I'm going to give him Trevor Penning, offensive tackle from, from Northern Iowa. Um, you know, to be honest with you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up his uh, listing in front of me here. Trevor Penning is is he's just so big. I mean, 367, 325. Um you know, played uh, and started all 12 games this last season. Um, people think he plays like Joe Staley, and honestly, it's kind of hard to not look at a frame and, and, and the way he plays and, and not think the same way. He's got great short area quickness, um, and I think that bodes well in, in kind of both levels of, of you know, pass protecting um, and run and run blocking as well. He's, uh, I mean, he's a well-rounded player, and I think he, he jumps in there and, and, and is a really big impact for them. Um I think if you're the Eagles, you're, you're going to want to go get, you know, at least one, if not two offensive tackles. I know 
Jason Kelsey's coming back again this year. Um, but, you know, they, their offensive line has been aging for a while. Um, they've been dealing with injuries. And I think this offense, this this draft is, is going to have to, at some point, if it's not in the first round with your first two picks, um, in the second or third round, you got to address offensive line. I think Trevor Penning, if he's there, is a, is a great answer. All right, I'm going to give them a cornerback, Trent McDuffie out of Washington. The only issue, Connor, maybe is that he's 5'11". Uh, what do you kind of think of undersized cornerbacks? It's under like a five eleven. I don't think is that. I think that that's actually fine. It's, okay. It's more. Um, I think if you're on the shorter side of things, it's it's, it's how you play. Are you physical? Do you, you know? Are you good in press coverage? I think that's a big thing, especially in the NFL when you're dealing mm-hmm. with stronger, bigger receivers. Um, the other thing is just athleticism, like footwork. Can you can you make up for your size with speed? Um, I think that's another big thing. And arm length is huge too. So guys, guys can be five eleven, but have you know thirty four inch arms and um, you know thirty five inch arms, and, and they can kind of get out there and reach and, and be ball hawks. So you can outplay your size. I mean, we see that all the time with receivers. Terry McLaurin is such a great example of a receiver that just outplays his size all the time. Um, and I think you can do that as a corner too. Um, so I, I'm not as concerned. I mean, when you start getting to the five nine territory, you know where you're you're. Just undersized matching up against tall receivers, that becomes a problem. But 5'11, I think if you're athletic and a ball hawk, I think you can outplay that for sure. All right, so Trent McDuffie for me to the Eagles from Washington. All right, next up, uh, New Orleans Saints again. So we gave the Saints, let's see, I gave them, they were up in the, where were they, Connor? Oh, just the 16th pick. Now we're yep. on 19. I gave them Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle from Northern Iowa. You yep. gave them, it wasn't Penning. Uh, I gave them – who did I give them? Trent McDuffie. Trent McDuffie. Okay. Oh, well, just talked about him. All yep. right, so who are you giving the Saints this time? So I'm going to go – I'm going to stay on the defensive side, and I'm going to give him Devontae White, uh, interior uh, defensive line from Georgia. Um, 6'3", 304, just a, a complete and utter uh, mauler on the inside. Um, nimble first step, uh, great interior pass rusher. Um, I, I think that's that's a fantastic move. I think he drops in and fits into that defense. And I think that that's something that the Saints have to rework and remodel that defense for sure. I'll go Chris Olav, the wide receiver out of Ohio State. Uh, wide receiver is definitely something that the Saints needed. Yeah. Um, besides that, uh, that offensive tackle position, I saw a wide receiver and I said, hey, they need this. So I went with Chris Olav from Ohio State. All right, next up, Pittsburgh Steelers. Connor, they need a quarterback. Who do you have? I'm going to make kind of a hot take here. Um, I'm going to have them taking Kenny Pickett. I think it's a little bit of a weird take, but I'm just going to do it. Um, I think they'll take Kenny Pickett. Look, I think that you've got two years, $14 million for Mitch Trubisky. I don't think that's going to work out. But I, I, I do think that if you – I mean, you know that obviously with the with the – insanely tragic story with Dwayne Haskins mm-hmm. that they're going to look to fill that quarterback role, that backup quarterback role in some way. Mason Rudolph does not instill much confidence, obviously in them, and they don't want that situation to play out. And I think if you're the Steelers, you've got enough talent around the roster to where you're not in Seattle's full rebuild mode. You know, you can't really afford for Mitch Trubisky to go out there week one, two, three, four, and five weeks in, you're just bad. They can't really afford that. I think if they like one of these quarterbacks, I think Malik Willis will be gone at this point. I think Kenny Pickett to the Steelers makes sense. I think Mike Tomlin could really work with him. This guy played in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. right? <laughs> yeah. So he's a local dude. This guy, they, they've had plenty of opportunities to see him up close. Um, don't think for two seconds. I mean, that guy's played in Heinz Field. Don't think for two seconds that Steelers, you know, scouts weren't there for just about every game of his senior year. 
I think Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh makes sense. Like I think it does. I I, I think it's a little bit of a hot take because I think there's just other guys that are that are probably more impactful for them in the short term. But if it's a long term game and Mike Tomlin likes it, I'll give him Kenny Pickett at twenty. I will go Kenny Pickett as well. Wow. Now th- this is really a hot take because I did I have still on my draft board Malik Willis. You still? Oh I wow! I still have, have Malik, Malik Willis. Willis there. Wow! I like the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh connection. Yeah, I'm gonna go Kenny Pickett to Pittsburgh. Interesting. All right, next up, Connor, my Patriots. Uh, we need a wide receiver, linebacker, inside offensive linebacker or lineman, edge rushers, more wide receivers. It has quarterback up here for some reason. Uh, I know Brian mm-hmm. Hoyer's getting a little up there in age. Um, but who do you have going to New England? I'll give you guys Chris Olave. I think if he's still on the, on the board there, I think that's a that's a candidate for Washington too. Um, I think he kind of reminds me of Tyler Lockett a little bit. You know, six foot, one eighty eighty seven, um, amazing hands, big playmaker, just under a thousand yards, nine hundred thirty six last year, thirteen touchdowns though. So this guy found the end zone a lot. Um, slender, great pass catcher. Uh, pass catcher is not really the word. Pass, pass catcher. <laughs> I don't know who says pass. Um, that's weird. Uh, really great route runner again um i think i you know we kind of runs a four three nine i mean he's just as fast as you'd want him to be um but he's got the skill set to be um just i think he's got the skill set to be an impact player immediately that speed the route running and the hands i think are a really big deal for them so i'll go ahead and give them chris olave if he's still on the board all right so here's the problem i'm in chris olave i gave to the saints at the 19th overall the next best wide receiver is Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. Mm. However, there are a bunch of players above him, including some players that New England needs. Now, I know that we need a wide receiver real bad, but we also need some offensive linemen, which is why I'm going to give them the Boston College guy. So, good connection there. Mm-hmm. Zion Johnson. Okay. I'll go to Zion Johnson to the New England Patriots. I really, really hope that there's a better wide receiver in the actual draft that's available because I think that's what we need the most. Mm. But because the next best wide receiver is so far down the draft board, I'll give New England a lineman. All right, next up, Green Bay Packers. Speaking of needing a wide receiver. I am going to have them going for Traylon Burks there. Now, we talk about all the time the big board, right? Oh, this guy has 10 people ranked above them. And this is one thing I was going to say is at a point, if a team needs a receiver, it doesn't matter. Right. You know, if a team needs a running back, it doesn't matter. If a team needs an offensive tackle, it doesn't matter. If you've got three great corners in front of you and you need an offensive tackle. Now, there are two different – and, and I, I want to preface this because I'm going to sound super hypocritical here. Um, I want to preface this. There's two different draft theories out there, right? There's a draft theory of draft by need. Mm-hmm. Go out and get what you need and make sure you're getting the best of the positions that you need. Or there's just take the best player available and don't look back and don't think about it. Right. right? Um, different teams draft differently, right? And I I, I understand both. It's, it's, so, it's so hard to ever really fully buy into any one of those because every draft is different. Um, I'm going to give them Traylon Burks here. Uh, because for the Packers, they have to have to address the receiver position. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's yeah. there's no two ways around yep. it. Um, look, you get Aaron Rodgers back, which is huge, um, and that's that's the biggest. <laughs> you know, there's no real way around. That's the biggest thing this that franchise has been able to keep since Brett Favre left. Mm-hmm. Um, but Traylon Burks is a guy that is built kind of differently as a receiver from from all these other ones. You know, uh, Drake London, tall, 
um, Jameson Williams uh, and Chris Ole, smaller, speedy guys. This guy just is different. He runs a 4.5, so he's quick, but he's 6'2", 225. So he's a guy, he's kind of built like Debo Samuel, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's a bigger dude, um, but he's really quick, really, really athletic, and incredible versatility, and I think that that's a big thing coming out of college nowadays in the NFL. 11 touchdowns, 1,100 receiving yards, 16.7 yards per reception based on his 12 games last year. 22 receptions of over 20 yards. Wow. So he's a playmaker. And if you watch some of his film, um, he has a huge catch radius. Like, this guy will go low for catches. He'll go high. I mean, he he has made some contested catches. He's a guy I think um, would fit really, really well up there um, in Green Bay. And they, they just they got to get a receiver. They oh, have yeah. to have it. Yeah. They absolutely have to have it. Uh, now I kind of wish that New England got him. But I have the exact same thing. Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas, going to the Packers. Uh, yep. Connor, speaking of hot takes, I still have Malik Willis on my board. I don't know how that happened. That's pretty interesting. That I I really I no disrespect Kenny to him. Goes before you think Kenny Pickett goes before Malik Willis mm. to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. See, it's because it's the Pittsburgh thing. I don't know. And this is really really a hot take because now I'm looking at the rest of the board. We're on pick twenty three coming pretty up, which hot. is the Cardinals. Pretty it's, hot. It's a little too That's hot for me. I think I no. I I'm I'm realizing the mistake I I made. I may. Don't look little, back, Sean. Don't I don't look, look back. back. All right, don't I was gonna back. say I was gonna mention Carolina. Maybe. All right. <laughs> don't look which back. I know you did. Uh the Cardinals need a quarter cornerback, edge rusher, wide receiver, running back. Uh really need defensive players. Who do you have going out to the desert? I'm gonna give him Andrew Booth. Um, this guy coming out of Clemson. I'm gonna make sure I have this guy on my draft board uh click so I, I don't lose lose track of where I am. Six foot one ninety four. I wow. think this guy's built built pretty nicely. Um Again, he's like a lot of these guys, a huge depth at cornerback. A lot of these guys have great pro-ready frames, um, and that's what makes him uh, really interesting. He's really strong, and he plays really, really feisty, really good football, um, very physical. So he'll play that bump and run, um, physical style matchup uh, with big receivers. Um, and playing at Clemson, he's played some some really good receivers as well. Um, but he lines up in coverage in kind of this low and really crouched uh, lineup, which is which is just kind of shows you that he might be 194, but he he plays more physical than that. We talk about outplaying your size. Um, I think that is a need that the Cardinals have, and they're he's just going to drop right in and fill it. I'm going to go George Carliftis. Am I saying that correct? The edge rusher from Purdue. I'm going to go with it. Carliftis. All right, we're going to go with George from Purdue. Uh, edge rusher. Cardinals need okay. defensive players. Best edge rusher still on the board. He's heading out to Arizona. Next up, Connor, your team, the Dallas Cowboys. I absolutely hate every single thing to do with them. (laughs) I'm going to give them Kenyon Green. Now, Dallas have done a very, very good job at being able to get their linebackers, and they've they've done it well over the years. Jalen Smith was solid to start with, and obviously he faded out. Leighton Van Esch has kind of been a little bit of a disappointment, but he's still a solid player, and Micah Parsons was a defensive rookie of the year last year. Um, I think this interior defensive line has been something they have really struggled to fill properly, um, and I think Kenyon Green, if he's if he's there, it, you know they'll take him. 6'4", uh, 323, so he's a big guy, top-tier power. Um, he's a positional versatility guy, so he can move around. Um, really just a, a baller on the field. Uh, started all 12 games um, this past year. 
um, he, he plays a balanced pass set. Um, and I, I've, I've always, I, I was enjoying it last night. I was just kind of scrolling around looking at some of the interior lineman film. Cause it was just, it's just kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but he really uses great length, um, to keep pass rushers arms, like to, to keep blockers arms. Like he, he uses his leverage and length really well. Um, and it's really funny because it is almost annoying when you watch some of these guards trying to reach him and they just can't quite get it because mm-hmm. he's got enormous strength in his upper body. Um, so I think he, he would be a great fit for them, and that would really fill a gap that I'm not quite sure they've been able to fill well uh, for a number of years. I think Kenyon Green, there may, uh, Green makes sense. Exact same thing. Kenyon Green from Texas A&M. Next up, Buffalo Bills. Who do you have the Bills taking? Let's see here. It says they need a corner, need a receiver. They want a running back. They need a receiver? That's news to me. You know, <laughs> I think for them, um, I'm going to give them an interior lineman. Okay. Uh, and this is a th- this is a really um, thick T H I C C C draft <laughs> when it comes to interior lineman. I'll give them Tyler Linderbaum, um, because I, I I just think in this guy's from Iowa. I, I think teams are. I think there's a number of teams out there that, that need help on that interior. Mm-hmm. Um, now Washington has done a good job at answering it, um, and stopping the run is such an important part of this game. Um, so Tyler Linderbaum, I think, makes sense um, for them. A six two, uh, two ninety six. He's a little bit of a slimmer interior lineman at two ninety six, um, but crazy athlete. Just a ridiculous athlete. Started fourteen games last season. Um, and I, like I said, I think they've got athletic linebackers up there in Buffalo. Um, I just think having good, solid defensive linemen are, are, are going to help out there. So I'll, I'll drop Linderbaum in there. I think that makes sense. I'm going to go with Kair Elam, the cornerback out of Florida. Uh, they really need a cornerback. Um, I agree with what you said about soliding up that. Is that a word? Soliding up? Soliding up, unfortunately, is not. <laughs> Making solidifying. More, solidifying. There, That's wow. The one. That that uh, I'm sorry, my they don't English call teachers. me wordsmith for nothing. I'm sorry, English no teachers of past. Uh, they definitely need help on the uh, defensive side of things. Um, there there were a couple games this year that the Bills, most notably the Colts game, should have won. Mm-hmm. Let the points get way out of control. Got blown out. Lost the game big time. I think they get a better defense. I think their offense is right where they want it. So I will yep. give them a cornerback out of Florida. All right, next up, Tennessee Titans. I think the Titans need a linebacker, and I'm going to give him Devin Lloyd from Utah. Um, tall, rangy. I think he can might make plays all over the field. Um, in a way, I think he kind of reminds me of out of Virginia Tech, who went up to Buffalo. Um, uh, Edmonds. I, I'm I'm completely Chase losing Ed- my mind. Uh, Trey Edmonds. I'm losing my mind. So <laughs> you're here's gonna have to what help me here. Um, Bills, and it's ridiculous because it's it's Tremaine tr- uh, tr- Edmonds. I'm such a moron because he went to Tech and I was a fan of his. I'm just so embarrassed that I couldn't pull his name. <laughs> um, but we'll forget it. Isaiah Simmons, Tremaine Edmonds, style of guys like 237, 63, really strong, tall, lengthy, rangy, but not big. Um, but he can make plays all over the field, and I, I think that that makes sense for them. Um, so I'll give him Devin Lloyd out of uh, out of Utah. Same thing, Devin Lloyd, Utah, for the Tennessee Titans. Next up, we're going to go down to Tampa Bay for mm. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who will they pick? This is a good question, Shawnee. Um, Let me give you mine. 
You've already picked him. It's Tyler Lindenbaum, the inside offensive okay. lineman from Iowa. Yep, yep, that makes sense. And honestly, I would got to protect Brady, man. He's forty-five. Yep. He's old. So the <laughs> thing is, is that I want to give. I'm looking through this list, and I'm trying not to reach too much. I'm trying not to reach, but I think this one could make sense. That's it. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and swing at this one. Uh, I'm going to give him Travis Jones, um, interior uh, defensive lineman. I don't think this is too much of a reach either. Um, I think he. I think one of the reasons he might fall, and um, something that uh, was written up here on the ringer, was he might be an early down rotational defender um, than necessarily a three down guy. Um, but I think that Tampa could really use a good, um, a good interior defensive lineman. Um, an athletic body beside Vita Vea would be super, super helpful. Um, and, and locking that up in the middle with your star linebackers, Devin White back there. I mean, I think pairing up somebody with Vita Vea to take a little bit of the pressure off would make Tampa's defense when healthy, actually terrifying. So I'll go ahead and give them Travis Jones. Okay. And I've already said Tyler Lindenbaum for uh, my pick. Next up, Green Bay Packers. Who do you have going to Green Bay? Um, I'll go ahead. I already gave them receiver. They do need an offensive tackle, and I'm going to give them Braxton Jones from Southern Utah. Okay. Um, I I think giving Aaron Rodgers everything he needs right now is, has to be the focus. And they've got two first-round picks, so there's no better draft to do that than now. So I'll go ahead and give him Braxton Jones. I'm going to give him Boy Mafe, the edge rusher from Minnesota. Okay. Uh, that was next up on their need list. Uh, the the kind of offensive players, um, of course, there's Jahan Dotson, um, a wide receiver out of Penn State. If they needed another receiver, I don't know. I know that they definitely need to fill that position up. Um, but I'm going to give them an edge rusher just because he was higher up on the draft board. Okay. Uh, next up, pick 29 and 30. Both belong to the Kansas City Chiefs. And I still can't believe Malik Willis is still on my board. I've made a major screw up. I apologize, everybody. <laughs> I will I will, I will. will make it right. Um, who do you have 29th pick to the Chiefs? So I think the Chiefs are going to have to spend both of these picks probably on the defense. I think their offense mm. is obviously where yeah, and I know we talked about Tyreek Hill leaving, right? You want to get a receiver. I think if you want a top tier receiver to replace Tyreek Hill, it's not like the, it, look, this is not to say that, you know, these guys they're not going to be able to find a receiver in the second round or third round. That that's definitely not the case. Um but I think that you probably want to go defense in in this round and I I think it's because of secondary for the Chiefs, especially in the first part of the year last year, was what, what struggled a lot. Um, who do I want to give him, John? Let me think here. I Do you want me to give you my two? I have two defensive players as well. I agree with you there. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Marcus Jones. Okay. Um, I'll go Marcus Jones here. Um, now Marcus Jones is interesting because of his size. Um, and I think his size might limit him in terms of it could, I could be wrong here. He's five, eight, So he's, he's small. Um, but he's a ball hawk. Um, he, he had five interceptions and 13 passes broken up. And like I said, he's the kind of guy with instinctual playmaking and versatility that could outplay his size. Um, I guess I'll give it to him because I I I do think he's a ridiculous ridiculously athletic playmaker. Um, he's got great ball skills and instincts. 
Um, and I also think he's a special teams player. Played special teams in college. So I, I think that could give him some versatility there. That's probably a stretch, but I'll go ahead and, and, and give it to him. All right, I'm going to go Andrew Booth Jr., the cornerback from Clemson. I believe you had him going a little bit earlier, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Um, and then for 30, I'm going to give him David Ajabu, the edge rusher from Michigan. So we have a Clemson player, Michigan player going up on the defensive side of the ball for the Kansas City Chiefs. Who did you have 30? I have for 30 for the Chiefs, I have Daxon Hill. Okay. Uh, Daxon Hill is a safety, I think, uh, obviously with Tyron Matthew and some weird situation. We, we don't know if he's going to be coming back. I, I don't know if Daxon Hill falls this far, to be totally honest with you. Um, and I think it's kind of egregious that I even decided to make Daxon Hill go second um, to um, – to uh, their first pick, Marcus Jones. I don't think it's necessarily going to matter because it's back to back. But he's a rangy defensive back, six foot, one ninety one, um, two interceptions, nine passes broken up last year, sixty nine tackles. Uh, ran a four three eight, so super freaking fast, um, slender, um, and and a guy with with a good frame. Uh, he is the younger running back, funny enough, of Justice Hill, the Ravens running back. Oh, yeah, if you'd believe it. Um, so there's the Hill family are uh, are right back. Um, Right back to buying jerseys in the NFL. But like I said, uh, uber athletic, super dynamic. I, I think a guy can line up multiple spots in the secondary. Um, and I think that's why the, the Chiefs go back-to-back defense. We're down to our final two picks. Your defending AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals, have 31. Who do you have? Mm, who do you have, Sean? I have Lewis Kine Sign. C-I-N-E. Okay. Sign, yep. Is it Sign? Yep. I have Lewis Sign, the safety from Georgia. They need a cornerback and they need a safety. So mm. who, who are you picking here? I'll go Kyrie Elam. I like that one. Um, defensive back out of Florida, okay. uh, six two one ninety one. So he's a little bit taller here. Um, this guy had a lot of pass broken. You know, he, he, he's a guy who's he, he's a ball hawk, right? Five uh, passes defended. Uh, interception last year, 29 tackles. He ran a 4.392, just ridiculously, ridiculously fast. Um, he's got size, athleticism, and physicality in coverage. So he's a real ball hawk, and he's a super physical corner. The only downside is that he can get a little bit handsy early in coverage, and, and uh, I, I think in the NFL that that translates to, you know, it tends to translate to guys who are, are you know, will we'll give up holding calls and, and illegal contact calls. But at 6'2", I mean, dude, at 6'2", 191, running a 4.39 is pretty dang impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go ahead and give that to them there. Um, I think that's a need that they have, and I think that that's a hole that's filled pretty instantly with Kyrie Elam. All right, last up, Detroit Lions, the 32nd pick. They also had the second pick. Who do you have going to Detroit with the 32nd pick? Hmm. Whoa. Do you have kind of a hot take coming? I, I do. I, I know I you want to. Really you want to. I know what you want to do. You here. know who I have? Yeah, I do. Malik Willis. Yeah, I know you, have Malik Willis. <laughs> I'm terrible. Just, I, I don't actually, guys. Let, let me clarify. I don't actually believe this. What happened is well, I didn't think to us what happened, Sean. I didn't think he was going to go to Carolina. Okay. So I was like, oh, I'll just go to the next best team. Yes. And then I'm looking at Pittsburgh, and I'm going, I think Kenny Pickens is going to go to Pittsburgh. I think he's a Pittsburgh guy. He's got to go to Pittsburgh. And then after that, I'm like, nobody else needs a quarterback until the 32nd pick. It's really pick. just a terrible look. Really, it really is. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I'll, for, I'll forgive you on behalf of the listeners. <laughs> I will. Uh, let, let's say Malik Willis goes to the, uh, I'll say Panthers. 
All right, I'm going to go Panthers. You think Malik Wells goes to the Panthers? I'm, I'm going to amend my pick and send him sixth overall to Carolina. Uh, you didn't hold the line. I didn't hold the line. I'm sorry. No, because I know all the crap I'm going to get for it. Yeah, you're probably going to get all I'm sorry about that, folks. You kind of deserve it. Um, (laughs) I am going to go ahead and give the Detroit Lions. Can I play 20 questions? Is he a quarterback? He's a quarterback. Does his last name rhyme with Bowel? No. So it's not Sam Howell? No. Is it Desmond? Is it? I'm gonna give him Desmond Ritter here. There you go. I'm give him Desmond Ritter. And again, there's there is some genuine questions about Desmond Ritter, right? Um, inconsistent with accuracy is the big thing. Um, and there's obviously a huge jump in competition versus who you're playing in Cincinnati and who you're playing in the NFL. Um, and I I do think um, I, I I don't know I I think. It, it's really hard for me to honestly break down these quarterbacks because it's just there. There's there's always it seems as if accuracy is kind of a problem with all of them mm-hmm. decision making and and honestly there's just a lack of trust I have in all these guys in their pro readiness right okay. are they ready to step up to the next level in complexities and and in their um you know in in just the the the, the difficulty in opposition he is a dual threat passer. He's a guy who can run. He's athletic. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I, I think for the Lions, it just makes sense for them to take a shot here. Look, you, you've got a very, very early pick. You, you get Aiden Hutchinson at two in my draft. So why not? Why not take Desmond Ritter? Um, see how it works. Uh, and, and, you know, take a flyer. And I think, obviously, the Jared Goff experience, we kind of know where that's going anyway. Mm-hmm. So why not? Um I'll have Detroit taking Desmond Hurter there at 32 to wrap up the draft. There you go, man. I'm sorry, Malik. I didn't mean it. So, <laughs> listen, there is a facet, There is a really, really high chance that all of these are wrong. Um, but, Sean, I'm not going to lie to you. I always have so much fun doing this. Oh, it's, it's awesome. just always so much fun. It really is. Um, so, if today, because you're hearing this on Thursday, you guys have done mock drafts, screenshot and send it to us. We want to see them. It'd be fun. Um, if you screenshot and send us a mock draft, we will post it on our Instagram story. Um, we'll give you guys a shout out as well. Um, tell us what you agree with. Tell us what you disagree with. It's just fun. I'm not a draft expert. I just have a ton of fun doing it. Sean's not a draft expert. Um, oh, he, changed, no. <laughs> he changed his draft picks after the draft was essentially completed. Like how, how insane is that? Um, I should fire Sean. Uh, but we just have way too much fun doing this. So um, go ahead and send that over to us. But until then, Enjoy the draft because tonight's draft night. So make sure you are loading up on Buffalo Wild Wings or something fun um, and enjoy every second of it. The NFL draft is one of my favorite nights of the year, and it's just it's just the best. The whole draft process is so much fun. Um, am I missing anything, Sean? Is there anything we're missing? I don't think so. I think we're good to go. Um, that was awesome. Thank that you was. so much. Thank you for the Cokes. Those were awesome. Not cocaine. Coca-Cola. Yes. Um, have to clarify. <laughs> just making sure to the lawyers if they're listening. Um awesome awesome stuff a lot of fun we will be back next week to recap the draft which is always so much fun i'll try to get ian back on or i'll try to get jacob i, I was messing with jacob i want to get jacob Campbell back on. and he can chat with us he's been running mocks he was messaging me the other day he's like honestly i'm really he was great he was like you know what i really just want to prove 
that I can see through the smoke in this draft because he does all these mock drafts. Mm-hmm. And I want to prove that I can see through the smoke and try to get a good accurate draft. Because I think last year he predicted the first like 16 picks correctly. Oh, wow. something crazy. Um, so uh, we're going to try to have him on. But uh, until then, folks, enjoy the draft. Johnny, thank you for being here. Thank you, Connor. It was awesome. And uh, we will catch you guys next week. And as always, we will catch you guys on the other side. Thank you.